Hello and welcome to the Clean Sheets Weekly Football Wrap-Up. I'm Marcel Abud and it's fantastic to have you here. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at the Clean Sheet AU, as well as on iTunes and all your favourite podcast apps for the latest news, reviews and updates on football in New South Wales. In perhaps the comeback of the season across all grades of football in New South Wales, Round 21 of the MPL Men's 1 saw Apia Leichhardt Tigers snatch victory from the fires of defeat, rallying to crush Bonnerig White Eagles 6-3 at Lambert Park. The Tigers were down 3-0 in the first 30 minutes of the game as goals from the White Eagles' Aaron Peterson and Tynan Diaz, as well as an own goal from the Tigers, gave the Bonnerig outfit a glimpse of victory. Apia's captain Sean Simmons pulled back a goal in the 37th minute as Japanese import Tasuku Sakaya made the score 3-2 into half-time. From there on in, it was a Tigers show as the capitulation was complete as Simmons and Sakaya both found the goal again in the second half, helped on part by the White Eagles receiving three red cards in the second half. An astonishing comeback to complete a 6-3 victory as Apia now have scored 12 goals in two games and seem to have one hand on the minor premiership. All the Tigers have to do is win next week in the final round and they will call the 2018 men's MPL season theirs. Sydney Olympic will have all to play for and hope that Apia Tigers don't gain all three points in the process next week as they hammered Wollongong Wolves 4-0 at Belmore Oval. A double for informed Spaniard striker Alejandro Sanchez along with second half finishes from Nick Stalios and Max Burgess have given Olympic a fair shout in winning the league next week but they must rely on a win and hope that Sydney United do them a favour and collect at least a point when they take on Apia. Sydney United 58 kept it late to secure all three points and a top three finish come season's end with an 89th minute Panny Nickass free kick against Manly United at the Sydney United Sports Centre. The win is the perfect remedy after their 6-2 drubbing last week and gives the Edenza Park outfit a guaranteed third place and a strong standing come the finals. Marconi Stallions snatched a vital 3-2 win against Sutherland Sharks at Seymour Shore in their bid to keep their finals hopes alive. Nicholas Olsen opened the scoring for the home side in the opening minute of play before former Socceroo Michael Beecham restored parity in the 12th minute with Sean Rooney taking the scoreline to 2-1 in the second half. Tanoski put the Sharks level in the 59th minute, but the Stallions' Marco Jesic shot snuck in in the 66th minute to make sure all three points went back to Fairfield, breaking the Sharks' hearts. Hot on Marconi's heels are Rockdale City Suns, who fell 1-0 away to Hakawa Sydney City East at Hensley Athletic Field. After their impressive midweek showing in the FFA Cup against Sydney FC, it seems the Suns could not carry on that fight into the NPL competition as a lone Oliver Green deflected long-range strike in the 51st minute sees Rockdale Marconi tied on 30 points, but Marconi occupied the lucrative final spot by virtue of goal difference. The Stallions need nothing less than a victory next week and hope that Rockdale slip up, or in case of a draw, hope that Rockdale lose in order to cement their place in the final series. Sydney FC defeated Blacktown City 1-0 in a surprise upset at Lambert Park as a second-half Luke Ivanovic goal sealed the Sky Blues' first win in five rounds. Blacktown's loss means they can finish no higher than fourth spot in the competition table. Next week's round is the penultimate round of the 2018 MPL Men's 1 competition and all games will be played at 4pm, a lesson in game scheduling that perhaps the A-League can learn from. Plenty of action to come, so watch this space. Round 23 of the MPL Men's 2 saw St. George FC defeat Blacktown Spartans 2-0 at the Blacktown Football Park as goals from Alexander Likoski and Hussein Akil gave the Saints the win and a good footing on the table come finals time. In a tight tussle for the club championship bragging rights, contender Central Coast Mariners were batted 4-1 at home to fellow contenders and table leaders Mount Jewett Town Rangers. Hat-trick of penalties from Emmanuel Gonzalez and a goal from Alexander Vlismas gave the Rangers a vital three points not only for their standings in the table, 
but also in the club championship. It seems that Mariners Peter Kirkus' lone goal wasn't enough to withstand the storm of the Rangers. MacArthur Rams and Rodelme Lions played their anil-all draw at Linwood Park, while Western Sydney Wanderers defeated Parramatta FC 3-0 in a second-half goal-scoring blitz at Melita Stadium. Round 22 of the MPL Men's 3 witnessed probably one of the most unexpected results, with Granville Rangers' early first-half goal seeing them defeat a highly fancied Bankstown City Lions 1-0 at Garside Park. Elsewhere, a double from Ryan Shaughnessy helped Dunbar Rovers to a 3-0 win over Camden Tigers at Hansley Athletic Field, while a four-goal haul from Gladesville Ride Magic's Michael Gay-Tatsitz helped pummel Western New South Wales Mariners an outstanding 7-0 at Christie Park. And finally, in the Men's State League, in a battle of the two MPL3 promotion hopefuls, Central Coast United were welcomed to the Crest Athletic Centre to take on Bankstown United. In an incredibly hard-fought contest, Bankstown United won all three points in this blockbuster of a fixture with Bass Hill RSLFC junior Nathan Paul and Japanese national Toshi Sikawa providing the goals for the home side in the final five minutes of the game, prompting scenes of jubilation from the home fans as the 52nd-minute swift counter by Central Coast wasn't enough to win the game. Well, that's it for me this week and the weekly football wrap-up. Now over to Will Thompson, who has all the latest standings in the men's and women's club championships. Will? Thank you for that, Marcel. And what a fantastic game that was in the State League there as Bankstown United hosted Central Coast. I do remember watching on stream, uh, thanks to Central Coast United, uh, just the absolute scenes in the dying moments of the game as that... uh, wonderful volley was hit home um, and brought Bankstown United level on club championship points but we'll get to them uh, in a little while as we're going to go right down through the leagues in the proper order this time so starting in the NPL 1 competition, Blacktown City is very close to securing yet another club championship in fact they're only 5 points away from doing so with RPL Icart Tigers on 254 points as Blacktown City leads them on 271 with 1 round remaining down the other end of the spectrum, and Bonnie Rig White Eagles have been officially uh, relegated, or at least once the declaration of leagues comes out, they're in dead last place on 140 points, uh, Southern Sharks on 179. Unfortunately for Bonnie Rig, not enough in the tank throughout the season to get them, uh, or to get them safe. And it's an interesting scenario, in fact, as Sydney FC is dead last on the table. And Southern Sharks are second last with Bonnie Rig in the first grade side, in fact being third last. And we will get to that in an article shortly about promotion, relegation, club championships and the first grade standings. And what can be done better uh, in the football New South Wales landscape to ensure fairness across all the grades and to not put pressure on the 18s and the 20s. As many of you know, we have been speaking a little bit about it on Facebook that there is an enormous amount of pressure on the 18s, uh, let alone the 20s, to perform. Uh, 18s, obviously, not as many points as the 20s, but still, you're putting that pressure on the 16-year-old kids to try to keep the club afloat, as we've seen with, of course, Sydney FC, one of the main... I wouldn't even call them offenders, but one of the main uh, users of the 18s and 20s to keep them afloat, and Southern Sharks across the years have done so as well. Uh, Going to the MPL2 competition as well, uh, and with three rounds remaining, Central Coast Mariners has a four-point lead over Mount Druitt Town Rangers. Uh, Northern Tigers are now officially out of the running for promotion. And keep in mind, Central Coast Mariners does have an 18th games in hand. Central Coast on 328 club points, 
with Mount Druitt Town Rangers on 324. Now this is what I was saying just a minute ago, Mount Druitt Town Rangers actually lead Central Coast in their first grade division, but the Central Coast Mariners leads the Rangers by about 30 points in the under 20s and also 14 points in the under 18s. So there's a massive difference there between the two clubs overall. Uh, Mount Druitt Town obviously has the better first grade setup, whereas Mariners is more consistent across the three divisions. Looking down at the bottom and Parramatta FC, unfortunately it looks like that they are definitely, well not quite definitely, but they are looking down the barrel of a double relegation. Um, MacArthur Rams and Blacktown Spartans only need a 31 point swing to guarantee safety. And I might quickly just add, for that battle for promotion, Central Coast Mariners uh, run home includes St George, North Shore Mariners and Hills United. Rangers have a little bit, I'm not even sure if I'd say tougher or if it's easier, uh, but they do have Parramatta, Spirit and Western Sydney Wanderers Academy. So a pretty interesting couple of weeks we're in for for the MPL 2 competition as that one goes right down to the wire as well. In the MPL 3 competition, uh, St George City holds a two-point lead over Glades for Ride Magic, 330 points to 328. Hawkesbury is, they're not out of it yet, uh, but they're, they're only 22 points behind uh, Gladesville Ride Magic, and there are four rounds remaining. Fraser Park is still at the bottom to 91 points, and Western New South Wales Mariners are on 124 points, and they do have that full round in hand versus Dunbar Rovers, and that will be played over in Orange, so potential there for the Mariners side to pick up a couple of points, at least maybe especially in the 18s and the 20s. Um, probably 18s. Maybe they might be able to sneak a draw in the first grade. Who knows? We'll see. That game is coming up over the next few weeks. And finally we get to the State League and this is going to be definitely without a doubt the most exciting next uh, couple of weeks that you'll see in State League history. Uh, forget what happened last year with Nepean and, uh, and and all that. But we have Bankstown United and Central Coast United neck and neck on 336 points with two rounds remaining. Obviously, Bankstown United did this clean sleep, clean sweep rather, at the crest over the, their Central Coast foes, giving their first grade side their first defeat of the season. Um, and now with two rounds remaining, Central Coast hosts uh, Western, sorry, Wagga City Wanderers and Nepean FC, whilst Bankstown United will travel to Nepean and then host Western Condors. So you'd imagine that Bankstown United will pick up maximum points over Western Condors, and they should get close to maximum over Nepean. Central Coast uh, should hopefully as well get maximum points against uh, Wagga City there, and Nepean as well. So both sides absolutely cannot afford to drop any games across either of their grades over the next couple of, of weeks. And in the women's competition now, Sydney United FC in sorry Sydney University FC in the first grade competition, 173 points. MacArthur Rams women's in second place on 143. Uh, Southern Shire FA 28 points. Bankstown City 29 points. They're down the bottom. And in the MPL two competition for the women's, uh, Sydney Olympic out on first 238 points. Central Coast Mariners not much hope of catching them for promotion on 203. Southern Branch Ladies still on 18 points. Anyway guys, that's it from all of us here at The Clean Sheet. Thank you for tuning in once again. 
and we hope that you stay with us over the next couple of weeks as we look at everything going on results-wise, as well as the promotion and relegation candidates for the 2019 competition. Thank you, and we'll talk to you again next week.